Welcome to another segment of the podcast, Let's Talk UNIV on KUNV. You with co-host Keith and Renee. Renee, what's going on? How was your weekend? Another chill weekend. I just watched uh, Netflix. What about you? What are you watching on Netflix? I'm getting caught up on my have and have nots. I mean, it was uh. eight seasons. Eight. I'm like <laughs> on season five. And not only that, but it's like episodes, like 40 of them. <laughs> I know it's funny that you say that because my mom, you know, my mom was with us for like three months during the holiday break. And that's all she was like binge watching was mm-hmm. have and have nots. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's like a million exactly. episodes. Exactly. It's yeah. funny to hear you say you're watching have and have nots. I just immediately thought about my mom. She was making me crazy. She was like, can you turn the TV on in the room? And she and I see her in the morning like, mom, what time you go to bed? Keith, man. That's she called me Keith, man. I watch have and have nots until one in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Miss Elsie, you better go to bed at Sometime night. Sometimes it be that way. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> you know, speaking of binge watching, I started um, watching the show The Dropout. Oh, haven't heard that one. What's well, about? Yeah, that's one about uh, Elizabeth Holmes that started the Theranos company, and mm. you know, so I'm I'm on epi- I think they're episode three, so it's okay. very interesting. Very interesting. So it's been pretty good. And I finished up last week, inventing Anna. Inventing <clears throat> Anna. Well, I'm gonna drop one for you too, Ozark. Ozark is one to not sleep on, dude. Well, I haven't been able to get to the new episodes of Ozark. Okay. So at the new yeah. part one of season four, so I haven't gotten to it yet. But All I'm, of it is it. good. It's good. Well, hey, I'm, I'm excited. We have uh, Trey Curtis Brown with us, who's an ambassador and graduate assistant with the U at UNLV initiative or program. So, Trey, welcome to the show. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, what what this what the U at UNIV represents. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Thank you for letting me join your podcast today. I'm super excited. So as you said, my name is Trey. I'm a graduate assistant here and the U at UNLV ambassador for a new web-based app that we've started. Um, A little bit about myself. I um, completed my undergraduate degree here in kinesiology pre-med, and now I'm in my master's program for emergency and crisis management. And I am a part-time instructor for anatomy and physiology labs. And then a graduate assistant, as we already mentioned, but thank you. So thank you, Trey. So talk to us about why did you choose to participate with uh, you at UNLV? What sparked your interest? Was yeah. it because your you know, experience in student leadership when you were in student government, uh, your own you know, journey when you were an undergrad or now in grad school? Um, particularly, what drew you to this web-based application and the work that you do as a GA? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I think it's a, a, a combination of everything that I've really done um, in my undergrad as a, as a CSUN senator and within just some of the research that I've conducted. But I really do have to um, shout out Dr. Sharon Jaylene, um, the assistant dean for the School of Integrated Health, because she brought me in on her research project ooh, five years ago now. And she was focusing in college student depression, which really was the platform that kind of launched all of you at UNLV. And I had an interest as a nervous little freshman. And she brought me into the research world, got me involved, and she helped me get this graduate assistantship, actually. So um, I think a lot of the work that we've done and everything about, like, everything about you at UNLV has kind of just been, like, a different aspect of myself and Dr. Jaylene. It's really kind of been like our little creation and we're just finally happy to start sharing it with the world. Could you tell us a little bit about sort of the the need that this app fulfills and sort of what the benefits of are in the app for its users? 
the value yeah, proposition definitely. for the app. So, yeah, um, so you at UNLV is a, is a web-based app that focuses on holistic care. So everything from mental and physical health to academic success to just building a little bit more in your own personal lives. You at UNLV has been broken down into three meta domains, um, succeed, thrive, and matter. Succeed, you know, focusing on your grades and academics and career success. Thrive, focusing on your mental and physical well-being. And then matter, focusing on your purpose and connections on campus, which is my personal favorite aspect of the app. So tell me why. You said it's your first, your, sorry, your uh, favorite and, and uh, part of the app. Why? Yeah, so um, the matter aspect um, and that domain, it's really just important to me because that's where I've really learned and found my connection here at the university. You know, I'm an out-of-state student. I came from a small town in Wyoming. So, you know, being able to just really thrive and find those connections, I had to do it the more traditional route, you know, get involved in Greek life, go to student government, be overly vocal in some of my courses. But, you know, with the pandemic and with everything that's kind of gone on in the last couple of years and that's moving to a digital platform, it's just been really beneficial to be able to use this app to find those connections and meet them on your own terms. One of the things that we've really realized is that as a student, it's sometimes hard to speak up and it's hard to get involved in that initial process. So this app allows you to kind of make those connections and do everything on your own terms. So kind of using from a reflection point of view, um, if you had you at UNLV, when you started UNLV as a freshman, how would that have transformed your undergraduate experience? What things would have been different? What steps would you have taken that uh, you now would have taken if you had that web-based app when you were a freshman? Definitely. So, you know, I, I definitely loved my undergrad experience, but I think with this app, it helps kind of catapult you from like step one to step five. It helps you just you know, get those online connections and start building from like, really like, it's more like you're entering as a sophomore with this app. You have all the resources, you have all of the connections and you have all of the tools and resources that you need to be successful. So while this app does um, kind of serve as a wayfinder, so, you know, it helps redirect you to different resources on campus. It's all in one centralized hub. So it's really kind of one of those beneficial tools that it's like, okay, now I know everything I need to access is in one spot. And where can we go from here rather than, oh, I have to talk to a professor who's going to connect me with this person who's going to connect me with someone else. It's just a very quick roundabout process. And then what how would you advise or encourage students who might be skeptical or unfamiliar with the app to sign up and start using it or at least to explore the resources that are embedded within the app? Definitely. So one of the big things that we always tell our students is that the app is 100% confidential. So you can be as honest as you want to be and know that it's only going to be you who knows the information and the data that's being collected and used. Um, the app is 100% integrated. So the more you use the app, the more it's going to benefit you. So at the beginning, when you're first creating your account, we have you take these three quick self-check quizzes. And they all take about three to five minutes. And they're only 12 multiple choice questions long. But as you take them, they kind of rank you into this tiered system and it um, starts pushing content to where you might need to hone in on some of your skills. Or, you know, if you need a little more um, information on a topic, the app is going to start pushing that information that you're really searching for. And I think that's just one of those beneficial tools. Again, you know, it's like 
it's hard, it's difficult, as I was saying, as an incoming student, and especially here at UNLV because we're such a commuter school, it's difficult to really find that purpose and connection on campus. So really what I tell the students is use the app to benefit you. Um, there's a difference between, you know, anonymous data and um, confidential data. So on the back end, all we know is that somebody's clicked a button. We don't know who's clicked that button. And it's been a really beneficial tool, especially for me, just because I've been able to go through and say, hey, like, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. And this is a resource that I need help finding. Now, to your knowledge, are there similar apps at other schools or is this sort of the first first of its kind? Yeah, so we actually partnered with a third-party vendor. Um, they're called U at College. So it, this program and app has been adopted through all of um, the California school districts. Um, I know that they have it up in UNR, I believe, and then it actually started as a partnership back in Colorado State. So it's been implemented in almost 1,500 different universities and, and colleges. Now, there are, any, are there any unique features or characteristics that sort of shape how it's rolled out at UNRV or what's available within the app for UNRV students? Yeah, definitely. So as you're in the app and as you're viewing everything, there'll be a, per, a portion of the app that says UNLV resources. And those are going to be the ones that directly relate to our university. And they're going to give you all of the virtual and physical resources that you can go to and find on campus, as well as a student um, kind of chat bar. So students can log in and have, you know, an open dialogue and ask questions, kind of like a Reddit. So they're able to go through, post a question, and then students or faculty or whoever's using the app are able to go through and comment on those just to get more of that in-person connection and kind of like meaning, if that makes sense. So I'm going to kind of go through like a situational, uh, a I guess maybe an idea of how maybe a student might use it. So uh, I'm student A, I go to my class, uh, I, you know, bomb on my test. Uh, I didn't do well on my test because maybe I had a heartbreak uh, and I was also, uh, you know, feeling under the weather. And now I'm really, really consumed with anxiety because this test was one third of my overall grade. And I just don't feel like I am going to uh, be successful in this class. Tell me how a student might then use this app to then address those concerns or those feelings. Definitely. So um, for the stress and anxiety portion, I would tell the student to go to the Explore tab and just type in stress or anxiety into the search bar. And it's going to operate pretty much like a Google search. And but within the app, and it's going to take you to um, first our CAP services and um, CAL, which is another mental health uh, app initiative that the university really adopted. So CAPS is Counseling and Psychological Services, and it's really going to help integrate you and get you into a meeting with them or into some of their resources as well. But then on top of that, for um, maybe just for, help, for helping the student find information on like study tips and how to build better resources. It's going to take you to the tutoring center here at the university and the library. And then there's over 2,500 different evidence-based resources within the app that's going to also be there for you to really integrate yourself and just type in like new study habits, how to study better for XYZ topic. And it's going to start promoting and prompting you to view more of those resources as you utilize the app. So do you find that the resources change depending on if the person is an undergraduate student, grad student, uh, is it able to, you know, pop out different resources based off of, uh, you know, where the student is in terms of degree, in terms of degree completion or in terms of 
of, you know, how they've matriculated in some way? Um, so I guess that's kind of a two-part question for me. So on the interfacing of the app, everybody's going to be able to access the same exact resources. Mm -hmm. okay. However, what we did is for different departments and for different resources, specifically like the graduate college, we've been able to go ahead and just put in like little notifications and headers at the top of every resource that you click on that say, oh, this resource is for graduate students only because um, as they go through the app and you start utilizing it, it'll take you to different um, apps and links and resources. So one of the big things is like, you know, grad students have a different platform that they kind of access and do everything through. So um, at the beginning of that portion, it will say this is a graduate student resource only, but students, everybody's still able to view it, if that makes sense. And then, Trey, how do you, how do you promote this app to the, UNIV, to the UNIV student body? Yeah, so um, being that we just launched January 24th, um, marketing efforts have been a really big thing for us. So we've done a lot of Instagram takeovers with the university. I've gone to a few different first-year seminar programs. Dr. Jaylene has helped promote it and get it into different newsletters around the university. But right now, the biggest thing that we're doing is just word of mouth um, to really help us get started. We are in the process of trying to get this app put into orientations to really target the um, incoming students and then the first year seminar courses as well. Those are some really big key areas that they're letting us go into their classrooms and present for the first couple of minutes of any of their sections, which is really just allowing us to get um, into that program to start changing kind of like a culture. So, you know, we have all of these minds of how we had to do something before, and now we're trying to change a culture with this app and really be able to say, hey, here's this new resource. So implementing it is starting to take a little bit of time, but we've seen some pretty good um, growth numbers from day one to present day. And when you all sort of took on this ambitious project, what are some of the success milestones that you sort of imagined for for the rollout? You know, did you have goals like a certain number of students enrolled by the first three months or six months or in 12 months? Like what, how, what, what does success look like for this, for this app and this initiative? Yeah, definitely. So some of the first milestones that we were really looking for was just to see the app completed. Dr. Jalen has spent almost eight years trying to get this resource here to campus and you know, when CARES Act funding came through, we were really able to um, get a little bit of that funding to bring the app itself. So that was the first major milestone. Um, next, you know, it's getting that student engagement. So um, while we didn't have necessarily super, super quick term turnaround goals, we are looking for next August to have over 2,000 users um, kind of using the app. And right now we're we're on track to do that. So if we can get into these orientation programs, that's going to be definitely beneficial for us. Um, other milestones were when um, President Whitfield put us into his campus address. Um, you know, that really helped build the traction and show that it's been concreted into the university, being that we have a three-year contract with this app um, just to start with. So those were some of the big key characteristics, but, you know, just seeing it um, go around and hopefully getting published in some research. That's going to be all amazing um, work for us. Are you familiar with some of the other milestones that California schools saw with this project? Um, you know, what was the reason to uh, seek out this uh, resource? I'm sure that was very successful in California schools. What, are you aware of some of the milestones that they were able to achieve through this uh, web-based app? 
Um, so I'm not exactly familiar with California school districts specifically, but I do know a little bit of information from Colorado State University, um, being that they're pretty um, similar in size compared to UNLV. Mm-hmm. So they had almost 90% of their student body um, using the app within the first two years. So that was extremely beneficial. Um, we do realize that that was five years ago, you know, pre-pandemic and they have a little bit more of an in-campus presence. So we're looking to hopefully within the next two to three years have at least 50% of our student body using this app and having this resource available to them. So you mentioned uh, trying to uh, factor in uh, you at UNLV through orientations. Have you given some thought about how that might work? Will it be interactive? Uh, will it just be slide, you know, slid into the uh you know, parent family portion of orientation. How will, uh, you know, those that come to orientation come to know you at UNLV? Definitely. So I am currently working with um, ABP Barb Roberts, Associate Vice President Barb Roberts for Financial Aid and Admissions. And so she's really the one who's helping us get this kind of put in and involved. So um, we're working with her. I don't necessarily have all the details yet as it's still getting planned, but um into their student booklets that they send out um, with each student at orientation. I know that we just sent over some marketing supplies that they're going to put into there. Um, we're thinking and talking about going into the pre-orientation module, so this quick kind of onset right before you come to campus for your orientation session. And then um, I'm hoping that I can get into one of their student speaking sessions or if we can get into the campus resource fair that they have at the end of every orientation those are some of the implementations that we're looking for, but nothing's 100% concreted yet as they're figuring all of that out right now. And then, Trey, for our listeners, how do they, how do they, how do they find the app? Yeah, so right now, um, really any major UNLV um, social media is going to have linking in some of their bios. So I know that the UNLV Instagram page has this linked in their bio right now, but they can just go to... Um, you, so you.unlv.edu and be able to log in and create their account right from there. And then also posted around campus, there are QR codes with um, more marketing that they are able to just go ahead and scan right away and um, download and create their accounts. So I know it's been um, uh, an early stage of development, but what are you already seeing based on what users are uh looking for or what type of advice or are they spending more time in one domain versus the other? What are you finding out thus far? Yeah. So right now we have a little over 500 different users and I think that they're all just kind of clicking on a lot of different buttons. You know, um, there are some students who are clicking on a lot of the diversity and inclusion aspects. Um, Some people are just clicking on the um, connection links on how to get involved in the different student organizations here on campus. And then there's some that I've noticed um, that are just clicking on and going through all of the resources, just seeing what's available. So while they might not be spending many time, much time on every single portion of the app, they're looking at all the resources that they have so that they know what's available to them. And I know this is such a huge project. And, you know, as you said that, you know, Dr. Jaylene, eight years in the works, and I know you came on as an um, undergraduate student five years ago. How rewarding has it been to see this project come to fruition at UNLV's campus? Oh, oh my gosh, that is a great question. Um, I 
I've loved seeing every moment of it. And, you know, just to be able to be a part of this project and watch it grow, you know, from day one when um, Dr. Jalene had, you know, brought me into fitness for finals and, you know, just seeing like that little engagement at the start to how that blossomed and grew, which has eventually started to turn into you at UNLV. Watching it grow has been one of the most rewarding things. You know, I grew right alongside with it. So I can say, like, I've definitely changed from day one of being a freshman at UNLV to day, I don't know, 700 of being a master's student here and being able to watch it grow and kind of follow that process. It's been like a reflection of myself and it's been a reflection of Dr. Jalen. So just watching that growth has been the most rewarding thing that I could ever imagine. So Dr. Jalene's not here. Tell us about her. What is she like? What drives her? Uh, we see um, that her uh, research examines the increasing incidence of college student depression, intervention, preference, and the bidirectional relationship between depression and cardiorespiratory fitness. But, you know, you see her. You work with her every day. This is a big project. Tell us, kind of give us a, a sense of who she is. Yeah, definitely. So um, as we all know right now, Dr. Jalen's um, current position is to be the um, assistant vice, or I'm sorry, assistant dean for the School of Integrated Health Sciences. And I think that role just like exemplifies Dr. Jalen. She has been one of those people who like has a true passion for her students. Like I know from for me and from my personal story with her, like, Day one, I said, I want to get involved with you. And she said, okay, if that's what you're saying, I'll get you involved. I'll build the (laughs) connections with you. And I can say Dr. Jalen put so much time, effort, and pride into her work and into her work with students that, honestly, I don't know what this university and this school would even be like without her. I can't imagine a day that Dr. Jalen's not, you know, putting 110% of her best effort into everything And then, you know, just working with her, you know, on a little more personal note in like just in the offices because we're right next door to each other. She's one of those people who are always there for you. She makes sure that she can connect with you. She makes sure you're, you know, you're having a good day. And being that she's um, my supervisor as um, being a graduate assistant, she makes sure that I'm not only, you know, just meeting my hours for work, but she's making sure that mentally I'm, you know, I'm healthy and that I'm thriving and succeeding in my program, succeeding in work and just meeting any of my personal goals as well. Now, I know this was sort of built and marketed to undergraduate and graduate students, but it seems like it has a lot of application for just the, you know, teaching faculty and non-teaching faculty and other employees at the university. What is what is your thought about the app being available to that population as well? Yeah, so this app has plenty of resources for our faculty and staff as well. There is another portion of the app that is geared directly towards our faculty and staff. Um, We weren't able to purchase that one just yet because, you know, we wanted to see the rollout before we started putting thousands of more dollars and asking for um, more funding to um, add in that aspect as well. But being that we've been able to see the growth that this has already started to build in just under a month and a half, a month and like a week now, it's been astronomical. So in the future and future kind of thought processes is we do want to get the faculty and staff portion to the app and really be able to market and promote that as well. Because, you know, one thing that we always hear is like, oh, we need to make sure our students are happy and healthy and, you know, mentally stable and focusing on what they need to in their lives. But we forget about the people who are behind the scenes, the teachers, 
the custodial teams, the people who run the SU, who are up in upper level administration. And we, we have to make sure that they're thriving and make sure that they find their connections and purpose on campus so that they can still um, want to deliver like their best form of education to us as undergraduates and to us as graduate students. All right, Trey, we'll get you out of here on this last question. I see here that your favorite quote is by Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird. What good are wings without the courage to fly? Tell us why. Yeah, so, you know, um, what good are wings without the courage to fly? That was just something that really resonated with me since I first read the book, you know, in my high school freshman or sophomore lit class. And when I read those words, I made that kind of a statement of myself. So, it was kind of my slogan and go-to through all of my high school experience. It's what I put on my cap at the time. But really, my purpose in saying that is that, you know, you have to be able to take a chance. You have to really be able to, you know, step out of your comfort zone, think outside of the box in any of those terms, and really, you know, just put yourself out there. Being able to say, like, what good are wings without the courage to fly well, you know, everybody could have wings, but who's going to be the person who, you know, takes that initial step? Who's going to be the person who wants to make a change, even if it's not the popular opinion? So for me, what good are wings without the courage to fly was me coming to UNLV and leaving the comfort of my small town back in Green River, Wyoming, and really being able to say, this is me thriving. This is me taking that next step into adolescence and then into my future careers. So that's what it's meant for me. Well, Trey, thank you for joining us and thank you for sharing, you know, how much has evolved with this app and just all the resources that are embedded in the app itself. Renee, what were some of your takeaways from today's session? Well, first of all, kudos to Dr. Jaylene. Uh, I'm excited about what's taking place with you at UNLV. We definitely have to get her back on uh, the podcast so we can hear about what made her um, seek out this wonderful resource and to hear more about the, the research. But kudos to her for setting the bar high about what it means to really be there for students and to care about their holistic health. Uh, I'm really excited about these resources because we know that uh, student affairs professionals, faculty, staff, we cannot be there with students all the time everywhere. And there are just a myriad of things that students go through. They need those type of wraparound services, but they also need to feel like they can speak uh, in ways that can be confidential. And it sounds like this uh, web-based uh, resource is something that, you know, that can do that. I'm also uh, glad to hear that Trey is such a great ambassador for yes, he is. Uh, this um, app. Um, I think it takes a lot of courage uh, to come forth and talk about their love, you know, their areas of vulnerability, their areas of where they've grown um, and how they felt and were successful um, as a student and now this is what he believes is one way to keep students connected and so I'm really glad to to see him thrive uh, in this way and I'm also glad to see that he's able to give back um, and and be ambassador uh, to um, not only for the program but to just really be mentoring students in this way by showing them that it does not hurt to ask for help it does not hurt uh, to uh, make yourself vulnerable enough to sign up for your account and get all these wonderful resources. What was your takeaway? Well, you know, I appreciate it. <clears throat> Trey's just, you know, capturing his passion for this project. Mm -hmm. And then also how 
Dr. Jalen brought him in early on yes. as an undergraduate yes. and mm-hmm. how that relationship has grown, mm-hmm. that mentor-mentee relationship and and how she's been steadfast in getting this resource available to the university. And it's been a long journey, but, you know, they have sort of met that challenge and the application is here. And within the app is is very impressive that the app actually customizes itself to your responses. It, yeah. it adapts to mm-hmm. your needs and establishes those priorities. And I'm certainly looking forward to making sure that CAO is represented and all of our resources are also uh, embedded in this app so that, you know, students who have need can access uh, access what we do through all the available vehicles that exist for us to, to uh inform students that we are here to help them be successful. And then what a wonderful way to uh, roll this app out, uh, you know, in light of COVID and the CARES money that we received. And so, again, kudos to, to Jaylene, to, sorry, to Dr. Jaylene and to Trey for, for doing this um, and taking that momentum to say this is the time uh, using those funds to make this resource available. For more Let's Talk UNLV, be sure to follow us on social media where you can get the latest updates on the show plus great behind-the-scenes content. We're on Facebook at Let's Talk UNLV Podcast, Twitter at Let's Talk UNLV, and Instagram at Let's Talk UNLV Pod.